Hello, friends, and welcome to the Hourglass Podcast. I'm Christina Dees, and I'm your host. Join me as we explore the lives of entrepreneurs and side hustlers who are doing what they love, living the dream, so to speak. Each episode features an in-depth conversation with the guests about their founding story and how they got to where they are today. Welcome back to the Hourglass Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Dees. Prepared to be inspired, educated, and motivated to embrace a life of freedom, wellness, and self-discovery in this episode with Jesse Stockton. Uh, my guest, Jesse, is a remarkable individual, and those who know him know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jesse has embraced the van life movement while immersing himself in the world of music with not one, not two, but three full-length albums under his belt. Jesse's artistic talents have captivated audiences far and wide. And if you've been lucky enough to hear Jesse play, you know what I'm talking about. But that is not all. Jesse's journey doesn't end with music. He has a boundless passion for exploring the intricate relationship between food, our bodies, and overall wellness. With five coaching certificates to his name, Jesse has made it his mission to help others heal through the transformative power of nutrition and spiritual practice. What sets Jesse apart is his personal experience in reversing type 2 diabetes. Through a combination of lifestyle changes, including his deep understanding of food and the connection between mind, body, and soul, Jesse has been able to overcome this challenging condition. Now he shares his knowledge and wisdom with others, inspiring them to take charge of their own well-being. Please help me welcome Jesse Stockton to the podcast. Wow. Let's do it. Jesse, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Uh, so this is officially our first video podcast. It's kind wow. of a big deal. Like, not even you kind know, of You know, I was is. wondering, should I dress for this? Well, I, I noticed and you I changed like, your shirt. Here, I'm going to try to move. So yeah, this is like, uh, this is one of my friend's small businesses. So oh, yeah, you were telling me about trying to every support her. week yeah. when you go live, you try yeah. to wear one. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's Plus, plug Plus, they're the in. coolest shirts. Well, it uh, looks soft. It's Diet & Co. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Dyed and Co is the company. Mm-hmm. Find uh, I don't Instagram. know, like I don't know how to do dyes, but yeah, you can do it. It's Dyed and Co uh, on Insta. Nice. Um, they're all ice dyes, from what I see the videos, which I don't really know what that means, but they come out really cool. Well, it looks cool. I like it. Kind of reminds me of um, a drone shot of the ocean. Right. So this one's called like a geode, I think. Mm, I can see that too. Right. It's like a slice of a rock. Uh huh. Yeah, I like geodes. Fun fact. Yeah. So, you know, we got some notes, things we're going to talk about today. We're going to try to stay on track, but I have a feeling we might float off a little bit. So, you know, bear with us. Um, Trying to get so that I'm not completely blocked here. Uh, So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? You know, you're somebody who has a a full-time van lifer. I am, Um, I just got a tour of the van, which we'll also post so you can check it out, but um, um, but I'm I'm super excited about this. Um, so let's go back to van life because I just got a tour of the van and I, you know, fun fact, I kind of want to live the van life. Yeah, it's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like I had that dream. Um, like I always tell this part of my story. It's like uh, so I found myself sleeping at a friend's house on a lazy boy recliner. And I remember waking up, and I reached in my pocket, and I had $34. And, like, that was what I had in the world. <laughs> like, I had this Lazy Boy recliner. I had $34. Um, 
And I was like, I keep, you know, working at jobs and, and renting other people's houses and like constantly giving my energy to them. And I was like, but I want to work for me and I want to live in my house. Uh, so that's like where that dream began. And then I got my van and turned it into a house. Yeah. How long ago was that? Would you say? That was like five years ago. Uh, it took about a year for me to like accrue the money to get the van. And then it took, uh, you know, it's all in stages. So there was like a first stage, like phase one, Mm -hmm. and then all that got ripped out (laughs) and put back in a different way. And then I lived that way for a while and was like, well, you know, this closet right here doesn't work and I can't get into here. So all that got ripped out and then put back in and... So I'm on my fourth stage. Well, everything seemed very intentional. Yeah. Uh, It had a purpose. Yeah, because once you get in there and you, you know, you figure out what you like. uh, Yeah, that's you make it to you. Uh, You make it to your heights and your widths and like how you're living. We lost our, our our video. Okay, cool. Okay. You want to take over up there, Brittany? This is kind of the nice part about having Brittany here. But yeah, uh, and it's it's been like my favorite part of my life so far, I would say. So uh, share with me maybe something that sticks out to you most, like what makes you the most proud about owning your van and living that lifestyle Mm. um well really just that part of like i own my van and and i live that lifestyle it's like um it's like a strange key that i have (laughs) that i wasn't expecting to get uh for whatever reason um it's like kind of disarming to people so they like drop their skepticism upon first meeting me Mm -hmm. and they're like very warm very welcoming uh when right before i said that they could be like well who are you what do you want (laughs) uh sort of attitude you know Mm -hmm. um and then after i explain like how i live and why i live that way it's like super intriguing like love and acceptance comes in to the picture uh so I love that part of it. Um, so yeah, and like the places that I get to go, the stuff I get to see, uh, it's epic. Because mm-hmm. you're not like rooted in one place, you know? You don't, right. You can. Yeah, you can go with the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or stay. <laughs> yeah. If that's what you're thinking. Right, <laughs> yeah, especially when you find a really cool spot. Um, yeah, and nowadays, like, people are working from home and mm-hmm. much more flexible and can work from anywhere, so that's nice. You right. know, I'm sure you find internet, or do you have a, a hotspot? Yeah, so I have, like, a little thing. It's called a Mighty Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, I used, I think, a Solaris before that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it picks up cell phone tower signal, so any cell phone tower um, I can get Wi-Fi from. Mm-hmm. 
So going back just for a second, because when I first met you, I had no idea right. that you lived <laughs> in a van until today when you pulled up and then you were like, this is my home. Yeah. And then I got the tour and uh, I was blown away because I'm always impressed. Um, it is kind of like a dream of mine. Like mm-hmm. I want a camper van, even if I don't like go live on the road, like I want to have that option that I can right. take it out and maybe for the weekend or an extended period and like just go in nature Mm -hmm. so I always admire other people who are like doing it and doing it like full on too Um, a friend of mine Casey I was telling you she just bought a van and she decided she's upfitting it herself yeah and she I think she's in Oregon right now yeah so she just made it happen Um, I'm sure she's in stage one (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Um, but yeah so um Anyway, well, we'll we'll post some video of that so everybody can kind of see uh, your your cool van for sure, yeah, and how you live. And you ready to dive in? Yeah, totally. Okay, so I asked you to come up with some talking points, and one of them was facing your fears. Yeah. And I'm super super stoked to talk about this okay. because personally, is fear is something that I recently let go of Mm -hmm. because it was controlling my life and keeping me from being my authentic self. (laughs) Exactly. Now we're going deep. Exactly. And I realize how much we are held back Mm -hmm. by fear. Yeah. And yeah, I I am just so proud of the person that I am right now here today because I'm able to recognize when I'm afraid of something. And so for me, um, I would, and we can talk about facing your fears, but I'm also releasing fear mm. and living with mm-hmm. the heart wide open, right? which is really, really hard. Yeah. Because if you pay attention, I think most of us walk around with our heart closed mm-hmm. and shielded yeah. because we're afraid of pain mm-hmm. because it would hurt, mm-hmm. right? Uh, fear of letting other people down or letting right. ourselves down or whatever that fear is. So facing your fears, what does that mean to you? Um, well, you just said it in all of these really beautiful ways. Uh, and it like, it's even like touching back on like what I was talking about, like, because people walk around closed. Uh, so like when I say like, yeah, I live in the van, it's like this doorway opens inside of them. Like I can sense it. Mm-hmm. Um, Facing your fears to me means like, especially within business, whatever you're doing really, like I try to find the thing that I'm afraid of doing and I'm like, that's how I know what I'm supposed to do next. Mm. Um, Like every move that I make within my business, I'm like, what are you avoiding? Mm. That's the number one thing that you're supposed to do today. If If you do nothing else today, you're allowed to go sit out on the beach with margaritas all day if you do this one thing (laughs) (laughs) because you're facing that thing that you're trying to avoid you're you're squirming you're like trying to get out of it like what how else can i distract myself (laughs) yeah and that fear holds us back from being our authentic self right our true self Mm -hmm. which gets us closer you know to to our purpose yeah yeah uh, so, no, I love where this is going because, no, I, I can't agree more that, um, you know, fear is a, is a form of suffering mm-hmm. that we allow ourselves to do, that we are allowing right. ourselves. Right, right. And, like, if we let go of that, how beautiful life is. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. 
you know, it's really hard. And I will say, like, in the past few weeks, this this has come up for me a lot. Um, and I've been coaching other people. And um, if you can find out the root of the fear, mm-hmm. right? If, asking exactly. yourself the exactly. question, like, yeah. you can realize that you're afraid of something. But then it's, why am I afraid? And really understanding the answer to that question. And if you can find the answer to that, mm-hmm. then you get your answer of how to release the fear. Right. And it's, again, it, it's still hard and, you know, it might hurt and it might be difficult. Scary. Scary. <laughs> but change happens. Yeah. In the uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you can start to turn it up. Mm-hmm. And I call it like rising up a level, almost like in a video game right. where you're like ready to level up. And so love I just completed another level. Yes, love that <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like what a beautiful metaphor. Mm-hmm. And I like how you're saying it. Like I'm also a huge believer in the power of language. Um, so like saying releasing your fear knowing that I have it, being okay, accepting that I have a fear and just being like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. It's acceptable to, ha- to be afraid. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, and you totally have the choice to run away from this fear or to just say like, here's my fear, I accept you. So fear for me is like, it's control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does keep me from my one true self and that's what I realized most of us live in fear or anxiety a lot and that doesn't allow me to live in the present state right which is the only place you can find happiness Mm -hmm. is in the present moment so when I recognize that there's a fear or something that's holding me back like I choose to live in the present moment and now that I've been there, and at first it was super uncomfortable. I will say, like, I would feel the present moment, and I was like, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to go back over there. Right, there. right. Because your, your brain, it's also the neural pathways in your brain that exactly. are conditioned to feeling a certain way, and that's comfortable to you. So you want to go back to the comfort. But if you can learn and condition yourself that it's okay, and taking a deep breath and just feeling that present moment, that's almost like a drug for me now mm-hmm. because – I'm going to hang out here right. and I call it a beautiful state. Yeah. I choose to live in a beautiful state mm-hmm. and nothing or no one is going to take me out of it. And so when I realize that I'm afraid of something, I'm like, well, let's get this resolved pretty quickly because right. I don't want to suffer. Right. It's a choice. So I know people that are probably listening that haven't, you know, maybe they're just dipping their feet into something like this or maybe hearing it for the first time. Um, can be a little scary too and wondering how the heck do you get there because I want to go there too um so I would just say it's a journey right for sure yeah it's a practice you get to practice it every second of every day yeah yeah and you choose to practice it or you choose to go back or to try to go forward (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) be sad about what happened be anxious about what's gonna happen yeah love what's happening right now yeah yeah um I was just thinking about um, some sadness that I was feeling. And uh, I was like, you know what? It's okay to feel sad. It's like, it's all right. And all emotions are welcome. Yeah. But I think that the, the, the real challenge 
is letting them flow through you. Mm-hmm. And that's where my practice has come in because before I would either like stuff it down, bottle it up, throw it in the backpack, yep. you know, pretend it didn't exist, numb the pain, uh-huh. whatever. And now I'm like, no, girl, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. But like, let's move that emotion through your body so it doesn't stagnate or. Right. Mix. We don't ever get that sort of training. Well, very few of us do. Yeah. Uh, very few of us had the parents that were, you know, maybe special enough to have learned that sort of step by step process. Yeah. I didn't have parents. Don't like I know? That. Yeah, like. <laughs> but I get maybe to be one a percent of us did. Yeah, that gets to pass it along. And right, that's an right. incredible mm-hmm. gift that I get to give them. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, because kids are very anxious these days mm-hmm. about a lot of stuff. So. There was something that I recently learned that we have a uh, a motor sensory uh, part of our brain. It's located right next to where we log our emotions. Okay. So every time you log an emotion, mm-hmm. uh, especially a very intense one, it gets logged with a motory sensory aspect to Is it. Is that the hippocampus or the thalamus? You know, I'm learning about this that in, the, in I my don't classes. Know. It's uh, also the reward part yeah, of the, the brain? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the pleasure the pain. Yeah. 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 So what happens is we log it within our soma, so it becomes a part of our somatic experience. So then our conditioning you learn to log it in the same place mm-hmm. over and over and over. Pain goes right back here over my left shoulder. <laughs> you know? Uh, so we log years and years of emotion within our musculature. Mm-hmm. And our muscles have eight times stronger of a memory than anything else in our body. Uh fascinated I'm like tell me more right so well that's that whole aspect of letting the emotion flow Mm -hmm. because we are not trained on how to do that so we do the best that we can and what we do to ourselves is log it over and over into the same spots you know and it's like my back always hurts right here you know and it's like yeah you walk around carrying you've got 40 years worth of pain that you've stored there yeah yeah yeah. So wow. learning to let that just move through you and don't become attached to it. Don't become afraid of the the sad feelings or the whatever emotion, you know? Yeah, I mean, it can be pretty scary. Yeah. For sure, and I will say I have a, like a great support system that helped me, and I'd love to hear how you got started and how, you know, maybe you got on this path. Right, yeah, so... Uh, um, I was, I've been a musician full time for, I did it for 13 straight years, like kind of, I would have intermittent jobs in the wintertime, but that's basically what I did. Um, And so my life was indulging so much in uh, bar time activities, uh, which is so easy because it's freely given, um, which was fun for a few years. And then it became like a burden. so I was like, okay, I, I need to reverse this. Like like we were talking about, uh, you know, before we got started, it was the the stand-up paddleboarder who was the DiGiorno pizza eater. Yeah, it was like my time. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, come home at 3 a.m. every night, eat an entire DiGiorno pizza to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, crap in, 
you're getting nothing good out. That's it. <laughs> so that's like basically garbage, what started to happen. Like, like I, it was cool when I was in my you know early 20s. My body could take it. Uh, and then I started to wear myself down little by little. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to reverse this. Mm-hmm. And I want to release these pains that I experienced as a child. How do I do these things? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started getting into food, uh, figuring out how to heal, heal yourself with food. Um, then I got into meditation um, from a guy named Ray Dalio, which is like, I don't know if you have ever heard of him. Uh, he was like the manager for one of the largest hedge funds that uh, that ever was. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the last person that you'd ever expect. Hey. That was like a real homemade waffle. It is, yeah. <laughs> that I, thing looked amazing. I meal prep um, because like you, I love to take care of myself. Right. And uh, I value put myself first. Right. So if I don't, then I eat like garbage, exactly. and then I perform like garbage. Exactly. And, uh, so you pay it's a price. Self-care is really important to me, yeah. so I do. I meal prep and food prep, and I put those in the freezer because it's like a grab-and-go. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. I know. Can't do that in the van life, though. I have a freezer. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, that's actually what I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, so I do it like a little bit different. Uh, like mine is... I don't do like flour products mm-hmm. uh, because it's hard. Like I can't bake stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can make pancakes, and I'm I've gotten really really good at that. And I can make pancakes from scratch in like ten minutes. Mm. But that's like as far as I take it. <laughs> like as f- like considering bread ish products. That's, that's a good thing. Because I use like millet flour and cassava root, so it's not flour at all. Mm. <laughs> um, in your pancakes? Yeah. Okay. I have a, um, a pancake blend that I get that um, has buckwheat flour. Right. Um, it's not much. I don't think it's gluten-free, but right. it's, like, definitely a little easier on the digestive system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love some pancakes. Yeah. And it's, waffles. like, one of my favorite foods ever. As soon as I discovered this recipe, I was like, oh, my God, thank you, mm-hmm. Internet. <laughs> like, banana you guys pancakes. will figure it out. Have you done the banana pancakes? Like, no. It's like three ingredients. Right. It does have flour, so you probably. Well, nah, see, like, yeah, so I, I've i done banana in my mix uh, to see what that was like, uh, just to sweeten it a mm-hmm. bit. I do an oatmeal banana pancake. Yeah. I'll give you the recipe. Yeah. It's oat flour, mashed oh, yeah. bananas, and eggs. Yeah. yeah. Well, oats came, oats are red on my food sensitivity, so I try um, to avoid them. Yeah. Use, I um, use gluten-free oats, but if you're sensitive yeah. to oats, then nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which that, so I discovered what that meant. That started cracking me up because oats are naturally gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So in order for them to put gluten-free on the package, the oats themselves are grown. It's like the center of the square of the plot of land. So there's oats all around it. But those oats could have potentially come in contact with some wheat that was also in the field. Mm-hmm. So they can't guarantee that it's gluten-free. Mm. So the, the very middle of the oat field is the only place that they can label as gluten-free. Mm, I like it. <laughs> but I do, for some reason, prefer the gluten-free. Right? Oats. Same. Like, that's what I would always get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was eating oatmeal like every day for breakfast, and then I got my food sensitivity back, and it was like red. <laughs> I was like, 
one of those little things that you think you're doing something awesome <laughs> and you have no idea. Yeah. Uh, same thing with cauliflower for me. Like I ate cauliflower rice pretty much every night for dinner um, for, I don't know, four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you can give yourself sensitivities by repetitively eating the same food. Right. So that could be it as well. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Just moderate. Variety. Variety. Yeah. Oh, you're making me hungry talking about it. Keep it keep it into the variety. Well, can we switch gears? Absolutely. I mean, I'm loving where this is going. Yeah. But uh, the next point was making yourself unhirable. Right. What does that mean? Well, it's like... When you're an entrepreneur, you have a a perspective that no other employee at any other company is ever going to have. Um, Because not only do you understand your job, you understand their job, you understand the people that they're, you know, dealing with, you understand, like, phone calls that they've got to make and, like, third-party companies that they also have to subscribe to and, like you get this overall like really big picture um so it's like when i think about going to work for somebody else i'm like but like i know so much about your company too because i i have my own companies <laughs> like but i also have like a skill set that is so vastly different than any other person that they could employ because of I have to know how to run ads and I have to know how to test ads and I have to know how to run social media and I have to know how to cold outreach and I have to know how to do sales calls and uh, you know so it's like every like little check mark of how to run a business you learn how to do that so to me it's like that was like a great kind of reward uh, idea is like I'm unhirable uh, because you would like you would be hiring me to run your company almost, mm-hmm. uh, and I would rather run mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can I ask what you do? Uh, so I'm a health coach, uh, and my niche is reversing type two diabetes. Um, which that you know in and of itself was like a fun little long time journey to like get to. Uh which could take us back to facing your fears like because as an entrepreneur you know you like oh I want to like help everybody I want to do all of the stuff but it's like nah man like find a base and once you've mastered that base that's like uh I was watching a video from Alex Hormozy um kind of an unknown guy right yeah uh but within the that space he's like a a really heavy hitter he he like got his first hundred million i think by the age of like 22. uh in one of his videos he talks about how he made like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of sales in 30 days on his own um and he's like a he's an incredibly humble person he like made a hundred million dollars and he still drove a prius uh because that's like the way he lives i really dig on that like obviously i live in a van I'm way into that. Yeah. Um, but he was like, choose like a, a spot 
And then once you've mastered your spot, you can then grow laterally or vertically. Mm. So his example was like, let's say I own a salon. Okay, perfect. I loved that example. And he's like, so I'm going to do hair. And once I've mastered learning how to do hair, I can bring in other people into my salon so that I'm not having to do all the hair. So then I've mastered that part. Then I can start looking at doing nails so we can move laterally. Mm -hmm. uh, like we can do waxings, we can do like, you know, eyebrows, whatever else is associated to that like space. Mm -hmm. um, and then he was like, well, then we can grow vertically. I want to take over other salons. Uh, and that's like, it clicked for me. Shoes like a niche. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm that, it gets, my head like, it gets yeah. like, it keeps getting pounded into your head. Like it's hammered in there. Like choose a niche, just choose a niche. Like yeah. that's all you got to do. Right. Uh, but it took me like two years to arrive at that niche. Mm. Um, but it's because I had a client that did it. And I was like, this is so badass. <laughs> like you healed your body in ways that doctors literally say you're not allowed to. This doesn't exist. Like this can't be real. With food? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, I do food, meditation, uh, movement. Um, and then like going back to those somatic things that get stored within our body. That's like really where I help people because so mm -hmm. much of everything that we do is tied into that. Mm -hmm. um, the reason we don't have the partner of our dreams or the career of our dreams or the health of our dreams is tied to something that happened to you when you were seven years old and it's stuck in your body. Let's go back and look at it. Mm. Let's face that fear together mm. you've got a partner i'll hold your hand let's talk about it mm -hmm. mm, i love that yeah so that's like the aspect of my job that i love the most uh, because we'll go back in time we'll repair something and then two weeks later people are like i don't i don't understand <laughs> um but everything's different mm -hmm. I haven't done any somatic healing, but I've done um, shamanic healing. Yeah. Um, obviously, right. psychedelics. It's, yeah, it's the, we're taking all these pathways to get to the same top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love all of those pathways. Mm -hmm. And I love exploring all of those pathways. Uh, because how dare there be just one trail? Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that would be me. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> like, I'm not. Hand is raised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guilty. I'll try it. I'll take it. Like, let's learn about it. Uh, well, I love how this is all coming together and, like, interwoven. Right. Um, and I'm loving learning the story behind Jesse. And oh, thank you. you know, the, the whole premise of this podcast is, you know, people who do what they love. Uh, and, yeah, and life is short. Right, so do what you love. Right, and I also want to get behind the story. Right, so like you are who you are today, but like, what was that journey like to get there? And I feel like we're we're uncovering that. Right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move into testing your market. Okay. 
testing your market that was like a that was like quite a lot of pain for me um because you think you come up with these like really great brilliant ideas nobody's ever tried this like oh my god lightning has just struck my brain like which is like what i always describe writing a song like um because yeah like like i said i was uh i've been uh just a full-time musician like i'm i did it for 13 years straight and then COVID happened so that whole job just disappeared like that um Mm -hmm. is that really when you made this lifestyle change because you said you were talking about how like like, living that right right exactly so it was like a it was like an incremental sort of like i was still living inside i had to keep doing that in order to build the van so it was like all of these like little shifts like so i wanted to be a coach because i had used food to like completely change my life and i was like man like i see so many of y'all hurting so bad and nobody gets that more than me like you know i spent more years of my life than i would care to say on this uh drinking you know 12 beers every single day and eating an entire pizza and like waking up sad and depressed and doing it all over again. (laughs) Uh, Did you choose anything else to numb your pain? Of course. Like all of the things, the, the table was rampant. Uh, and my hand very graciously took whatever was on it. (laughs) Um, yeah. Pills, powders, pieces of paper, (laughs) Uh, funguses of many varieties uh, yeah all of it at once too uh, because you know why stop at just a single thing when you could have all of them together yeah um, so yeah I mean I was just trying to figure out like why did I hurt and how can I make it stop because wearing a fake smile is really hard so if I could take this then it's not as synthetic of a smile still got to go up and stand in front of you guys and pretend to be happy. Um, But yeah, that's when I started to learn like energy. Like, what is that? I'm exchanging my energy with you. Like I'm giving you my love at the same time. I'm, I'm asking for you to love me. So I have to open myself up to accept your love, which is like another, that was like a a very eye opening experience. Like, um, for anybody that's ever having trouble on stage (laughs) what you're really saying is like I want to learn how to accept more love Uh, and then once you do that it's like so easy you're so happy up there Um, but we've gone like on such a tangent back to (laughs) stay on this (laughs) we can go back to testing your market (laughs) I want to dive into this because um, this is this is great so what was the catalyst, would you say, that was like, made you flip the switch? Because there had to be a moment, right, where you were like, For sure, there I were am m- done. There were this. many. And like, I got given the opportunity over and over and over. And then the universe was like, Oh, okay, that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Do you need a brick? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. How about a Mack truck? Yep, <laughs> exactly. She usually takes the Mack truck. Yeah, so, like, luckily I discovered, you know, as deeply as I reached for the bottom over and over, uh, whatever that 
thing is out there, that collective energy that that we call the universe God, uh, like whatever she is. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we're going to give God a sexuality, I don't think it's a guy. (laughs) I I couldn't agree more. It's like it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't let me hurt myself to the capacity that I adamantly tried every day. So luckily I got to walk out of that time and space with my body intact. Um, whereas I watched so many of my friends not get that same sort of gift. Yeah. So did you ever uncover the root of all your pain? Well, I, I wouldn't um, distill it down to like one single thing. It was yeah. like, you know, a, a life of kind of growing up abused. Mm-hmm. Um, verbally, sexually, physically? Uh, never sexually, but yes, emotionally, verbally, and definitely physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, By your parents? Yeah. Uh, not my mom, my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean... It's ironic because I was sitting here like somebody liked a post of mine from like five years ago and it was like happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there that are doing a great job. Here's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that because that person doesn't get that from me, but I am grateful because I did get a life and they did love me enough to like feed me and clothe me and, uh, so like not everybody gets that either so like I can bring gratitude into this space um it it's not as it's not easy at first but once you realize what you have and then you would not have this without that person Mm -hmm. yeah so sorry that resonated with me because again that getting to that point of gratitude for something Mm -hmm. that's a high vibration yeah and it's so easy to stay stuck down here in the low vibration of resentment and anger and hate right Mm -hmm. and as you climb up it's it's a pretty big ladder if if you've seen it yeah to get to compassion to get to love and gratitude and I was in a place in my life recently where I could have been all of these things Uh down here and I actually came to a place of love and I'm just appreciating what you said because I know how hard it is to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I respect that. Yeah. Like, uh, I saw, I can't remember who it was. It's an ultra famous, um, I think, Catholic person uh, obviously they have all of these titles I don't understand and I'm not within the religion but he was sitting with the Dalai Lama and they were discussing the idea of forgiveness and he was like people talk about forgiveness as the, it's like the hardest thing that you can do because it's constant you're, you're constantly forgiving yeah. and it's that practice yeah. <laughs> But the forgiveness is like, really, that's your, uh, that's the key to your lock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like always my metaphor. We're all so locked up, I think, 
we can find these keys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I freed myself from, yeah, from exactly. chains yeah. uh, that were holding me back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it couldn't be more appropriate timing. Um, I was just talking this morning about how I just leveled up again. Yeah. Really, uh, it was really hard, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to hang on to stuff. Yeah. But um, I realized, like, I can't be who I'm supposed to be. So onward and upward. Um, but it doesn't come without challenges, for sure. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I've had the practice, and I'm mm-hmm. not willing to suffer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start off with small things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I can just, I just have a lot more compassion for people. Yeah. And realize that like their pain hurt people hurt people yeah right and so their pain I don't have to take that on yeah um, it's a gift that you can give back yeah like <laughs> I call it like um, jello let it bounce right off <laughs> yeah because it's so easy for us to become affected yes. by other people's shit yeah and I realize like I don't have to take that on Mm-mm. I don't have to let that bother me um, and I'm an empath and mm-hmm. an intuitive and so and obviously a woman so I'm like t- I'm prone and I tend to like oh let me help you and right. I'll take that problem right, for, for sure. you yeah. or I'll get offended I used to yeah. I don't anymore yeah. um, and I'm able to let that go but I have compassion for those who are still stuck and that can't let go yeah Yeah. exactly same hand my hand is raised <laughs> Like, let me help you by also getting as frustrated as you are with this, or <laughs> let me get as sad as you are about this. That's going to be really helpful. Uh, it's and it's just like I've learned, yeah, like I know that maybe I'm situationally speaking, uh, but like that's what people might want sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's not. I'm also just trying to find a way where I can at least see my face on the <laughs> How can we tie this into having a mission? I mean, I think we kind of right, started exactly. to go down that rabbit hole. For sure. Uh, so that's that's like how I arrived at my mission. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, I, it's not like none of us don't understand pain. Um, and so like empathetically speaking, <laughs> now you know you and I and all of the other empaths out there we really understand pain and like we really understand what's what you're going through and so it's like um a concierge like an amazing concierge that understands every desire that you have and I know how to just like I can make a phone call. I can like tap someone on the shoulder. Hey, you should meet this person right now. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know how to connect you to the thing that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like, I just started seeing so much pain from people and like understanding how easy it is. The connection is so you're so close to it on a. Um, but at the same time, I will interject to say, I am 
being careful with my energy, right? Mm-hmm. I have the tendency that I, I see the same pain and I, and I want to help mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I also read people really well um, and I can read energy. And so I tend to like see and then I'm like, oh, I know what the problem is and I can fix it or I can help you. But I'm learning to like take a step back and preserve my energy mm-hmm. unless it's asked for. Right. And requested, I'm not going to give it. Precisely the number one rule. Yeah, yeah, and it feels good. Do, do not give things to people that that they're not asking for. They yes. must ask. Yes. Uh, because and if you're not in a place of receiving, what I'm going to give you is jealous of you. You're going to just, you're going to be, you could be pissed at me for saying it. I didn't ask for your advice. Mm-hmm. Like you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gave you unsolicited advice. And, and some people aren't ready to hear it, right? It's like mm-hmm. you hear it, it sort of like move. You can tell, too, when it moves through the person. <laughs> yes. Like, they didn't even want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, didn't really hear that. Right. And they're not ready for change, or they're mm-hmm. not ready for, for the help. Yeah, or to face their fear. Or to face their fear. Because ultimately, that's the It root. is. You're avoiding it. You're trying to avoid the thing I'm trying to give you because you're afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And I get that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know I feel like we have similar missions. Like we're called to do similar. For sure. Things. Like the mission at its core spot. Mm-hmm. Like my name is Jesse, and I'm here to help. Mm. And like that's it. Mm. I would say my name is Christina, and I'm a healer. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to actually say that, right, right, with conviction, yeah, and believe it. Yeah, like, like I, am about to cry just like saying that because it's like that is a powerful vibration to me. Yeah, because that's uh-uh. who you are. You like exactly. You know who you yeah, are. Yeah, that's the core. And when you know who you are, that is power. Mm-hmm. And you walk around. Yeah. No. Because then you become unshakable from that ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's like I said, nothing or no one can take me out of this beautiful state. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm going to stay right here. Yeah. And I can see through all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like sometimes I, to my own detriment. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, exactly. Because I choose sometimes that's that, to. That's that part of giving us, us giving our, our energy away mm-hmm. where it becomes painful for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I learned it's okay. Because so I'm kind of relating it to something that happened recently. So it's like my heart hurt and it was like, oh, it doesn't feel good, right? When you get right. your heart hurt. No. And then I was I, I caught myself wanting to close and shield my heart, right. right? I'm like, I don't why am I gonna do that again? Why would I give love again? And then I realized mm that's not that's not it you know you have to walk and I realized what that meant was that I was authentic that I was being vulnerable oh wow all of the things that like I lived (laughs) and I caught myself and was like wait if you close up then guess what you're not being authentic right and true to yourself and being congruent with your soul because that's not who you are Right. So as much as you want mm. to, shield yourself, mm-hmm. close off your heart, 
no, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a it was a, a beautiful learning moment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if we all walked around with our hearts open all the time, ready to receive love and give love at the same time, I think the world would be in a much more beautiful space. Yeah. And why the world is where it is now and why we're having the problems we are is there's so much suffering. Mm-hmm. And it can all be solved with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I'm yeah, like without a doubt. To the choir no, right it's, there. But. It's all good. It's like um, my biggest example is uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like the whatever you think out there about him um like he can be a very frustrating person to listen to Mm -hmm. and then i would start to go through a delineation of thoughts well this guy had a dad Mm -hmm. what was his dad like to him Mm -hmm. probably not very cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he had a he had grandparents you know how were his grandparents probably also once again similar Mm -hmm. similar treatment so then I just started seeing that I started to see this little kid mm-hmm. that was like Unhealed. oh man like you're yeah you're seeking love you keep doing it this way that's your strategy mm-hmm. it's a really bad strategy in my opinion <laughs> um but that was his strategy and, and you know that was I don't know no I would definitely say he's carrying around a lot of pain yeah as with most people right you know and uh, you people like you and I can see through the bullshit yeah and uh, know exactly what it is and he was able to get a lot of other people who were in the same yeah so people who, who literally just intertwine their political ideals with like their emotion they're very emotionally involved in who makes laws and, and, and who makes rules and like it's not right. it, it stopped being that for them and it started being like you're ruining my life and it's just like man you're so emotionally involved in something that like for all intents and purposes basically doesn't matter because they're gonna do whatever it is they want to do. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I believe. So, like, why watch it? Why watch the news? Why pull myself out of this present beautiful moment <laughs> to watch something that's gonna frustrate me that I have absolutely no control over? Yeah, I'm still gonna vote. Yeah, but I think that's the condition, right? You were conditioned for sure is right. much different than most and then they're like that perpetuates that state that they're in which feels good to them mm-hmm. uh, unbeknownst to them right, i don't think a lot of people are aware that. of their pain and suffering yeah right so i i have compassion for those who are exactly that way um like that's kind of the in the almost that whole crowd that we're talking about that's like that is my father like my father was a prepper mm-hmm. like y2k at our and house uh, bullets were being accrued mm-hmm. like guns mres the basement started to get filled with mm-hmm. them 
and then nothing happened. Mm-hmm. But it still might. So we're all sitting around as kids, like, how are you going to explain your way out of that one, bud? <laughs> like, nothing happened. Yeah. yeah, it still might. Any day now, the world could end. And then so I just... He's going to be ready for it. I know. I just got to the question of, like, okay, so the world's going to end. How long do you think you're going to survive it? You're still going to walk through the same door that I'm going to walk through. <laughs> no one on this earth is getting out alive. <laughs> <clears throat> you could spend the next 30 years getting ready for it or present moment. Yeah, I mean, we could dive down a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we're all one energy, and yes, it doesn't exactly. really matter because nope. even if he did outlive some of us, you know, I don't know how enjoyable that life would be. Precisely. Yeah. So like you're you're in total isolation. You're I'm in total one. Total absolute fear of every single person. Yeah. Like you're you're totally closed. Yeah. So like that life is is ten times of a prison than any prison could ever be because you have to live inside this body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like one of the other fears that I overcame was the fear of death. Mm. I used to be afraid of it. As most people, and no judgment, it's of legit. Of course, yeah. And um, once I let go of that, mm-hmm. where I was like, I think it comes with the place of like self-love. Exactly. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Because I'm living. Like right every, now. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is not a future date. Uh-uh. It didn't happen when I was uh-uh. in my prime. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Like it didn't happen if Coach had put me in back in 83. <laughs> now it's happening right now. And there's nothing that I can do that's going to prepare me for if and when it does right. happen. Because the future is unknown. Exactly. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to dive down that rabbit hole. Right. We could, that that yeah, could the, just get The time messy. and space energy continuum can. Uh, for sure. We, we can have this offline. We could, we could really talk about it for a good 12 hours and just begin to like uh, verbalize the visual. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of people that I can talk to about right. it. Right. Same. So when I find someone that I can talk to, it's like. I, I could just go on and on. But for the purposes of your time and the other people right, that are sure, listening their sure. time, uh, I think we only have one more topic left, which is productivity and pro- versus procrastination. And you said this one was really important. So what do you have to say about productivity versus procrastination? Okay, I'll have to look at my own notes that I made around it. Um, <laughs> I love when guests are like, let me just see what I meant when I wrote that down. Okay, um, so uh, Well, you t- said procrastination was something that was holding you back. For sure. So that, I think, also ties into facing your fear. Procrastination is just a form of you Mm -hmm. uh, not facing whatever it is that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, for me, like, picking a niche. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, reversing type 2 diabetes does not sound super sexy and cool to me at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, said uh, anyone ever. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but then I was like, okay, w- let's go back to the mission. Mission, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, back to testing the market. 
All right, so I'm testing the market. Do you guys, uh, like, so I did, like, I tried to be an energy person because I didn't find that very much out there in the mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, not a lot of people are trying to, like, gain more energy. I know that all of y'all are walking around tired as hell because I see you at the grocery store. Um, so it's like you're procrastinating something, face it. Like, move forward. Uh, so they're stuck. Yeah, so, like... Stuck in the past? Right. Or afraid of what your future will look like if you choose this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I taking like taking imperfect action uh, instead of sitting still. S taking some sort of action and knowing that it's imperfect. Allowing yourself, because us as adults, we think we're going to walk into the game and we're just going to be, like, shooting threes and making touchdowns and, like, <laughs> like it's like, no, nah, if I'm not perfect at this. That's Bunny. Hey, Bunny. She doesn't like kids. <laughs> She'll uh, probably come over to the door, too. She loves uh, me. She doesn't really like women, but she loves me. So she'll probably come over and scratch. Uh, so taking imperfect action, like, and just doing something is so much better. It's the exact opposite of doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So opening yourself instead of being closed off, fear. Mm -hmm. Like, opening yourself. I love myself. That's, like, actually my current meditation, and I've just... Uh, this like phrase came to me while I was driving and then I just started saying the phrase so my my current meditation is I love myself inhale exhale I appreciate or I am grateful for the air that I breathe mm. that feels because good. it's freely given to me it's all around me and it totally sustains my mm -hmm. whole body mm -hmm. I didn't have to ask anybody for it mm -hmm. I don't have to pay for it mm -hmm. I don't need permission to use it um so taking imperfect action um, honoring your alarm was like a really big one for me um, like your sleep timer alarm yeah okay. so like uh, this is a trick from Mel Robbins uh, if you're not familiar yeah. with Mel, you, you, I do know like, Mel Robbins yeah. she's, and like, I have she's heard one of the best exactly podcast. she's got the 54321 which is also yeah. one of my favorite tricks Yes. but honoring your alarm was like a really big thing for me because mm. we we convince ourselves, especially as entrepreneurs, I don't have to get up right now, do I? Mm. I don't have a boss that's mm. going to be like, where the hell were you? Mm -hmm. You're 15 minutes late again. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have that. So, oh man, like I went to bed at 1 a.m. last night, so I deserve to just keep the, I, I deserve at least another hour of sleep. Mm. Um, so it's like making a hard and fast rule that's not okay I'm not doing that mm -hmm. because if you start your day like that <laughs> then you will um, like Warren Buffett always says we as people do whatever is easiest so the market will always do what is easiest no politician wants to get stuck with like such and such, you know, and this will be on their history and like yada, yada, yada. So they're going to do what's easiest. Um, so like that's what we do. That's our tendency. Mm. If it's really easy for you to convince yourself to not even wake up. It's going to be really easy for you to convince yourself that I don't need to, you know, complete this task, which is like paramount to me moving my business forward. I'll do it tomorrow. Um Mm -hmm. Procrastination. Yeah. So, like, are you going to produce or are you going to wait? 
So I listen to a lot of um, uh, motivational podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so Tony Robbins. <laughs> As we do. Yeah, Tony Robbins, no relation to Mel Robbins. Yeah. Uh, says the same thing. And then um, Ed Milet is my other favorite. Mm-hmm. And he had a guy on. I think I listened to that podcast like three times. And what I learned from him is um, I name my alarm. Yeah. One. I didn't know you could do that. Right. And then he says you put your alarm on the other side of the yep. room or in another room. I, I have to keep it in the room because I wouldn't hear it. But um, so that you have to get up. Right. Because if it's next to you, it's so much easier for you yeah. just to you snooze. Just touch it. Yeah. But what I will You'll say. eventually hit the button. <laughs> well, I will always be like, uh, snooze. I'm yeah. not ready to get up. But trying to, if you're trying to retrain the brain mm-hmm. and create the new pathways. Yeah. For whatever it is you're trying taking to, action yeah to do uh yeah you have to what do you call it listen to your alarm honor honor your, your alarm, alarm. Yeah. honor i like that honor your alarm yeah but uh what was i gonna say oh he said um forgot my train of thought about naming your alarm getting up um oh, there was something i was gonna say about your alarm and oh i was gonna say that i do give myself the gift once a week right that I say because I'm in school full time and doing a lot of things and I'm like exhausted and I'll stay up crashing all night for till midnight sure, yeah and I'll say you know what tomorrow you get the gift of sleeping in mm-hmm. you don't have to be anywhere at any time and I give myself almost like a day to like do whatever it's like a self-care it's a form of self-care for sure it's just like a day where i can just do whatever i want yeah i don't have to be somewhere yeah so i like those days yeah it's ultra important yeah uh, even within my, my coaching clients that's like uh you have a uh we make what we call a, a personal nourishment menu mm. and then a rebellion menu oh what's on the rebellion menu well so i help you uh figure out ways of rebelling that don't take you away from your goal. Mm. Okay, so give me great, an example. A great way to rebel would be to turn your alarm off mm. and not get up at all. Mm. Uh, or turn your phone off and not take anybody's calls or texts or, or check an email. Uh, but then there's funny things, like stupid things, like walking in through the outdoor. Um, like... They're kind of dumb to me, but I get it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna be like my rapid Those are things that, yeah. Up. Those those are the things that I do normally. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorite ones is to. Uh, there's two two favorite ones. Um, so speak in uh, accents, especially to people that you've just met. Oh, you mean like? Yeah, just totally do that like all day. Pull one out of your pocket. Yeah, and okay. like that's I who that. I am. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so totally get someone going for a long time that you are British and like <laughs> I could do it all night yeah exactly so it's super fun yeah <laughs> although I switch between like British and Irish and yeah. then Australian it yeah. kind of like starts yeah, to like yeah they'll meld and it's I'll... so fun and then when I find someone who's like who understands yes. the assignment and yes. like is there for it oh it's it's great yeah uh, so there's that one, and uh, there's a uh, prank that I love where it is uh, – I saw this. So I used, I've worked at restaurants for, like, a long time. I've been a cook in many restaurants. Uh, like, what do you know? Food is, like, one of my big passions. 
Um, but uh, so we would obviously prank each other at these restaurants uh, often. So one of the best ones that I saw was uh, my buddy took these mashed potatoes and they were like so smooth and perfect. And he like got the ice cream scooper and he like made the most perfect scoop that looked like a freaking like Briars commercial ice cream scoop. And then he went and got chocolate syrup and he poured it all over it. And then he went and got one of the waitresses and was like, I made you a sundae. And she like freaked, oh my God, are you serious? This is so nice. And then it was chocolate mashed potatoes and like the look on her face. And, and then we all laughed laughing. and it was like this totally harmless prank. Uh, yeah. That's that's the, the rebellion menu. Like I, I love that one on there. And that just like, I think is an example of like not taking yourself seriously exactly. all the time. Precisely. Like, yeah. Okay, you can have fun too. Yeah. Like joke. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Laughing is one of the greatest gifts that we get. <laughs> I think it's the best medicine. <laughs> Oxytocin yeah. is the most powerful chemical our brain releases. Happens every time you laugh. Oh, I feel like we've been smiling a lot during this podcast. <laughs> so I can feel my cheeks. Yeah, right. Um, but let's for the sake of time Let's move into some rapid fire. All right, hit this me. This is my favorite. Okay. I'm trying to think of a good one for you. Um, so do you Instagram your food? I did for a long time. Um, and then, I don't know, I just, it's like cause social media takes like such a long time. And when I get my food, I don't really want to spend 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> talking about it before I'm like, let's eat this. <laughs> um, but I definitely did for a long time. Uh, and I love looking at food pictures, that's for sure. Uh, I'll tell you guys, the vulgar chef, uh, it's not food that I would ever recommend eating, but he makes some of the most hilarious things to eat I've ever seen. Uh, and I love, I just, it, it goes back to that not taking yourself seriously. The last one I saw him make was a hot dog hamburger. So he took hamburger meat, sliced a hot dog down the middle, and shoved a whole bunch of hamburger meat into the hot dog, and then topped that with like macaroni and cheese that he had put like Doritos in. And it was just like, this is so gnarly, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of sounds <laughs> and good. And yet, exactly. Like, I do, I would be intrigued on having a bite. <laughs> and he's, like, that. sitting there like, oh, oh, like, eating it, you know. And it's the vulgar chef. The vulgar chef. Um, I love that guy. I love I, I love how he's, like, using comedy mm-hmm. in food. Mm-hmm. That's cute. All right, since you're a musician, what was the last song you downloaded? Oh my gosh! Um, what, what year was that? Two thousand and two. Nice. Do you probably? Uh, two thousand three. Don't need to download any music. You we haven't done that in a long, long time. Um, I can remember though. It was the entire Graham Parsons album, uh, deluxe edition. I remember it was like thirty six dollars. Big money back then. Huge amount of money. <laughs> Uh, like, I was stressed out about buying it, but I was like, I have to have this. <laughs> well, fun fact, I have no idea who that is. Graham Parsons. He wrote, um, Love Hurts, oh. except he sang it with Emmylou Harris. Oh, I love so that. he's a country artist, and then the 
the 80s hair band, uh, which is, it's, I'm blanking on that right now, um, picked it up, and they made it famous. Oh. Um, mm. And he was also in the band, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and it was his mission to combine disco and country music. Huh. Yeah. So is it worth checking out? Graham Parsons is one of the greatest songwriters that ever lived. Okay. Well, I meant the Flying Burrito. Flying Burrito Brothers disco, are amazing. Country. Yes, it's amazing. Okay. But it's, both. it's weird. Uh, I would say look at the song. Um, oh, it's 111. What luck. Um, Sin City. Okay. Uh, It's like one of my favorite songs. Uh, Favorite city in the U.S.? (sighs) Um, New Orleans. That's a good one. Texting or talking? Um, Texting. (laughs) I'm a writer. Uh, your last Halloween costume? Um, I was a deer in headlights. Like it? Actually, no. I take that back. That's what I was gonna be. And then uh, my girlfriend refused to wear the headlight outfit, and so I had already invested myself into the deer. Um, so and so I put know? pieces of black paper over the deer eyes, mm-hmm. making me mm-hmm. deer in headlights. No. Oh. A deer with no eyes, oh. otherwise known as a no-eyed deer. Okay. A no-eyed deer. Right. So you know those jokes where you call a deer with no eyes? I don't. No-eyed deer. <laughs> what do you call a deer with with no legs and no eyes? I don't know. Still no-eyed deer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it goes and it keeps going and going and going. That's cute. So I was a raft guide. For like a little bit of my life, oh, and that was like that. a large part of the river was telling no idea jokes. So which river? <laughs> the Nolichucky. Which is in Tennessee. Okay, I did a rafting trip on the Arkansas River, in Colorado, and then yeah, oh yeah, that runs right through Salida. Uh, yeah, um, Buena Vista. Yeah, Buena Vista. So that I lived, I worked on a camp in Buena Vista, and we overlooked the Arkansas River. You could see it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And so we, uh, do we start in Buena Vista and we ended in Salida? I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure we we we, we were supposed to keep going, but we got to Salida, and the guides Salida's cool. The guides were like, we could stay here, yeah, or we could finish it out, and it's kind of boring. The rest of the trip, you're just going to be like right. floating, just so. chilling, yeah. And so we they brought so we had a gear drop the night before. We like. We called them up right. uh, and had somebody <laughs> gear drop, which included some more alcohol. Right, for sure. Uh, and so we... Oh, you and guys then they got had, ultra heady beers in there? Thank you. Yeah, we were like, can we put in an order, please? And we paid this guy to like come out in the middle of nowhere and drop, drop it. And they brought the duckies. And, right. And so everybody else, we got to Salida, went to the bars, and I... Cool, we're still going. And... I just played in the, um, it's like a rapid playground, I guess. Cause, right, totally. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And it just kind of like would come on down and then you'd get out and yeah. take it yeah, right back up. Yeah, you should go right back up, yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. Oh, you just reminded me. And then I did one in Tennessee. Um, what's the name of that river? It's, um, 
It's not far from here. It's kind of on the border. Yeah, so is the Nolichucky. And now that it you're saying that, I just talked to my friend, uh, Bob High, that owns, like, he's a serial entrepreneur. So, like, I love hanging out with him and talking to him. Uh-huh. He owns Waterman's. He owns Crank Arm in Raleigh. He owns Pine Street Roasters in Raleigh. Uh, he, like, he's a big bike guy, big raft guy. And, I think he, that's the river that he was talking about because he was like it's just on the other side of the border. Yeah, and I'm trying in to remember. Tennessee. It. Yeah, I can't. I can't get a. Um, it was like I a pretty normal name because Nolichucky is like a real weird. Yeah, name. yeah, I would remember that. It's like um, I don't know. I'll look it up and I'll tell you. But I had like a be- we had a beginner guide, <laughs> and she f- she's like, "Hey guys, like you know how that you like prep people you for the rapids." Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You give so them a spiel. So she's like, "Hey." we're gonna go into this rapid and like no big deal but like you know if i go silent just turn around and check on me make sure i didn't fall out right sure enough she She, fell out oh god she went into the drink i had to make everybody else is freaking out so i like jump in the back man the the raft right have to pull her ass out of the water into the boat nice thank god you were there thank god (laughs) and that happened not once but twice and as a raft guide i'm sure you know like how much that cost her yeah for sure it's a case of beer every time you fall in yeah i've yeah i had a day where i fell in it was on the silliest like i hit a rock and i was looking in a different direction and i just hit that rock and was just like (laughs) 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 and we were going like a mile per hour That wasn't very fast. No. Yeah. So you could swim and no, we were just we were. It was the it was the lazy river part, and I was like, this is so terrible. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, this one wasn't even a bad rapid or anything, but it was. I'll never forget that I like had to save our right twice, (laughs) and I was just like, next time I want like a real guide, not the Uh beginner girl. Um, So it's funny. Well, let's um, just quickly, what's next for Jesse? Um, so I'm going to finish my month out here in the ILM, um, which is my favorite way of saying Wilmington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so the because only people in Wilmington know. It's like saying RDU. You're calling it by the airport of where you're going. Yeah. Like um, PDX. Yep. I love PDX. Yeah. Um, I stay away from LAX. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to finish out my month here because over the winter I booked myself uh, March, April, or uh, April, May, June uh, for playing music because that's like the season here, you know. Mm-hmm. So doing all that, having all that fun. Um, and then I'm going to California to work on a cannabis farm. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah, because yeah. it's like. I don't know. It's like a, another big passion of mine. Like, I love, I love the idea of that. I love that it's medicine. Um, I love that it's di- in direct conflict with big pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> uh, I love putting myself in direct conflict with their revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just showing people that you can buy organic food. You know, you can you can take vitamins instead of pills, like whatever that prescription is that you got. Like you can fix that with food and supplements and meditation and yoga and walking and like actually living life. <laughs> mm. um, 
and cannabis, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, uh, yeah, like the the opioid, whatever whatever got done to this country uh, via the opioids is like, I think that the lawsuits should be so rampant, and yet they don't exist. Yeah, um, I think my take on that is um, people are, are are suffering. Oh my god! And they, yeah, and, they, and it's obvious. Like we don't have mental health in this country. We right. don't value mental we don't. health. We don't. And there's so many people out there struggling and and not getting the help they need. And I think opioids were a quick fix for people. For sure. And became an addiction, a sad and, and deadly yeah. addiction. Yeah. Um. So, that's kind of my take. Is they knew what they were doing. For sure. The the inventors of it called it the perfect drug. Mm-hmm. And they said they could not imagine a scenario where someone wouldn't need it. Mm. And so it's like that's that's your delineation of stuff. So you have this giant fraternity of all these people. I know we we pressed on time, are we? No, I'm just uh, making sure I didn't forget about something because sometimes I'm like, <clears throat> oh, like this morning I forgot I had an eight o'clock appointment. <laughs> And I was, la, 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 I was paddling, and I'm getting rained you're, on, you're and just, moment. like, feeling the rain you're on my body. Moment. And then I got back to the dock, and I'm just sitting there, and I was like, oh, yes. check in on my phone. Love it was, like, 8.15, yeah. and I was like, someone texted, are you okay? And I was like, oh, my God. Better like, than okay. one of those. <laughs> yeah. But it just, like, kick-started me in a way that uh-huh. I don't like, because I was total peace. Right. And I was like, oh, oh no, I forgot. Right. It's not one of the, It's not an appointment that I wanted to forget either. Um, well, but how do people connect with you? What's the best way to find you um, if they you know want to reach out and get some coaching? If they want to check out your live uh, music, right? So um, my company's name is Life Accelerator. Uh, Which I is run spelled a, a little differently. It is. Make sure it's like everything's in the show. Life and then the letter X dash accelerator. <laughs> Um, so I run a private community on Facebook and that's like where I do most of my like coaching stuff, uh, which it is, it's all, it's like, it's all based around health. So like if, like, that's why it was difficult for me to choose a niche because it's like anything that I talk about is really, I'm talking to you about your mental health and really I'm talking to you about like your self care. Um, and like really I'm talking to you about how are you showing up for your family and your friends and your coworkers and like and yourself. yeah uh, like and do you want to elevate that because it's, mm. but I'm choosing to help a group of people who have a specific metabolic issue that they can totally fix um, which is fun because like now that I've, I've chosen this I'm getting trolls uh, that's like, when you know you made it. Exactly. I got I have trolls coming through just being like scammer. And it's like, do you wanna would I'll I'll call you right now and I'll tell you my life story. <laughs> you don't um, even need to do that. I know. Yeah. Like and yeah, it's me sending my energy to someone that I'm also just like, you what you really need and and it's not my place to tell you what you need, like you know, you know what you should do. Like I hear that in my brain is like good goodbye. I don't listen to what I should do from you. <laughs> That's jealous. Like I get, I get that voice in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I know that that person just needs so much love, 
uh, and they're looking for it, it's just a really bad strategy. Um, but yeah, my private group uh, is Life Accelerator um, Naturally Reversing Type 2 Diabetes. Um, we'll link if, everything up in the show notes too. Yeah, so. if you guys like want to hop into my group, like I'd love to have you. Uh, and I do a live training every Tuesday. And I go over every single thing that I go over with my private clients. Um, because also this information is free. Like I'm not, I don't... I don't have anything that's in, you can't Google. <laughs> um, so I am capable of like organizing it in such a fashion. <laughs> and I understand that uh, because you could Google stuff for a, a whole lot of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you could watch, you could watch, like I have tens of thousands of hours of YouTube videos and you could get all sorts of trainings, but you don't have to do that. Just come join me. Um, and then you're My Instagram handle is uh, Life Accelerator Coach. Um, and then, yeah, music stuff is Jesse underscore Stockton underscore music. That's my Instagram handle. I have a Facebook page, but I don't really keep up with it. I don't curate it. I'm more interested in Instagram when it comes to that because it's like visual and audio, you know, audio. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I post like all my videos. If you want to listen to my music, then it's anywhere that you listen to music. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Play, Amazon, Xbox. Like I don't, I don't even know all of the <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely out there somewhere. If you Google my name in general, things will appear. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You're not worried about that. Right. (laughs) Um, Well, let's end it with your best advice for listeners. My best advice for listeners. Um, You want me to tell you what you said? Um, Yeah, that was a, yeah, I remember. Talent without practice is nothing. Right. It's a Ronaldinho quote, uh, the the soccer player. Um, And and I love that. because we are all so gifted with at least something. Uh, And then we have this fear (laughs) around the thing that we're good at for a lot of us, Um, which is like, I see so many of my friends and I'm like, man, you are so good at this. Like, work on it. (laughs) Like, sit down by yourself for an hour every day and just do that. Like, in 90 days what you started with is going to be a totally different picture in 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, don't let your talent just be that. Like, don't let it stop there and go like, I'm good at that. I don't have to work on it anymore because, uh, I mean, we're all trying to, we're all striving for like that, that up there place. Uh, but it's here and now <laughs> uh, if you just allowed yourself the space to grow that garden, yeah. uh, do it. That's beautiful. Stop, stop hiding behind what your parents think of you, what your neighbors think of you, what your friends think of you. You do you uh, unabashedly, <laughs> unapologetically. Yeah. 
Well, let's end it on that. That that was beautiful, and uh, I can't thank you enough. For yeah, thank you so much. Time yeah, and sharing your love with all of our listeners. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Such an experience. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll always have it. Um, well, thank you for listening as well, and like always, you know, like and share this podcast. Uh, and you know, the best gift that you can give us is sharing that with your friends and family, and um, you know, following us on social platforms, and you can always find the show and past shows and updates on hourglasspodcast.com so uh we just did our first video podcast which i'm super stoked about long time coming uh i want to give a shout out to jr for his help in making this happen and um also our my new intern Brittany, who's not here with us now yeah you'll see be seeing more of her so all right we'll see you next time